Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Happy New Year again. And uh, we just want to make sure that you know that you're very important to us and allowing us to come through your radio waves and to broadcast to you and to be part of this community and, uh, and, and to be part of us. It's an honor. We love reaching out to people. We, we just think it's so cool uh, that, that we get to have a podcast or a broadcast and talk about how God has helped us with our hurts and our pains and show you from God's word how we think he can help you. And, uh, and we're always here for you. You know, if you've got to get a hold of us, you guys know how helpful wounded spirits, Facebook page, Doug at wounded spirits.com. You can reach out to Kevin Rob, R A U B, you know, Kevin Rob's number, uh, or Facebook, and he'd be glad to hear from you. And, uh, so at any given time, do that. We picked a word today. We're always talking about righteous and righteousness. And, and so we want to talk about that word. We want to just put the word righteous out there right now and talk about it and, and, and what it looks like and what it is. And, uh, so we're going to go ahead and start with that. And then we're still on our funny story, new year's week here, but it says, blessed are they that keep judgment and that doeth righteousness at all times times. It's talking about Psalm 106, three over in first Peter five, 10 says, but the God of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory, which is a big deal, folks. He's calling all of us, no matter what we've been through, no matter where we've been, no matter how bad of a sinner we were, no matter how far God had to reach down, he lets us be part of the eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, you have suffered a while. He'll make you, the Bible says, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So it takes God, Kevin, to be that word righteous. It takes God's righteousness. We uh, inherently, we don't have it, but we serve a God who does. So when, when you think of that word righteous, and as we go along and God can make us righteous, we can be that righteous guy. Kevin's a righteous guy. And so Kevin, when you hear that word, what comes to your mind? Well, thank God. The first the first thing is like you said, the, it takes God's righteousness. And, and in the book of Romans, the theme is the righteousness of God or justification being, being viewed in the righteousness of God. But there's that great verse that says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ upon all, uh, I, I'm not reading it, but I'm trying to quote it, but upon all them and unto all them that, uh, that believe. So, you know, the idea that God communicates his righteousness and I'm just, I'm just so glad. And I think it ought to keep us, um, humble that, that when we're at our most righteous, it's, it really is coming from God. Uh, the psalmist said, uh, Lord, you're my Lord. My goodness extends not to you. You know, so we don't have anything to offer to God. We don't have any righteousness. It's filthy rags. But boy, he sure got a lot to offer to us. And when we find ourselves, you know, poor or destitute or, you know, of righteousness, we have penury. That is, we are just bankrupt. We're missing righteousness. Then I'm just so glad that, that, 
God is is freely providing it through Jesus Christ. That's yeah. what I think of. And, and there it is, folks. I don't think we can do more with the word righteous than to say, plug into God. You know, what we plug into is where we get our energy from. And, uh, boy, Kevin just explained uh, so aptly. And, uh, folks, you know, as we move along, we've been doing this funny story day as we go through New Year. And we we may have a couple of these a week from now on because they are kind of funny. So I want to tell you one story. There's several. A minute ago, I said to Kevin, Kevin, you got one ready? He says, you know, I got a few sitting right here in front of me. So it's not hard to come up with them. We could probably sit around and fill a book up, one for every day of the year. And uh, But one story I'm thinking of is I went to a missions conference. It was about 2006, and I was in the Danville-Martinsville area of Virginia. It's If you were to look at the, uh, the state of Virginia and right in the middle from east to west at the you know, south, southern part of the state. I forgot the church, but it was a big old church. And they had four or five apartments in there for prophets chambers. And I think it was 20, 25 miles from Danville. And there was a bunch of us there. And I was preaching. And it was time my wife, Debbie, and, and uh, the kids were in a Christian school. So I was traveling by myself. But there was a great group of people there. And one night, we're all out there and we're playing fish. We're playing cards. I'll be up front with you. You know, missionaries play fish sometimes. <laughs> we're out there, go fish or something like that or all and playing uno and so it was all the men was out there and there was some women and stuff and there was an older gentleman there and he was from you know brother he was in a country one of those third world countries in the pacific somewhere in the middle of nowhere and he had been a missionary a faithful missionary for 30 years and we played cards and laughed and i'm talking belly hurting laughing you know breath catching laughing and finally he says man i'm having a hard time and you could see his head going up and down he was in his late 70s and he said man, i gotta go to bed and they had all these apartments kind of hooked to the gym were right next to each other and they had their own bathroom like a little hotel room and sure enough he goes back and and he hops back in that little apartment kevin and he goes back and he, he can't find his false teeth holder or anything but he just hops in bed and uh, brother, he throws his false teeth on a little nightstand there at the table. And he, he starts falling asleep with his wife. And about 15 minutes later, we're out there playing triple fish. You know? <laughs> and anyway, it's a long story how to play triple fish. You got to have a, uh, yeah, you got to have a crazy mind. But all of a sudden we hear this girl scream. Now I should tell you, there was a couple there that had been married about a month. And uh, the rooms all looked the same, brother. And he was in his late 70s. And he, he hopped into bed, brother, and he just had his, uh, just his undergarment on, you know, his teeth were on the counter. And she screamed. And, brother, we go running over there. And her husband and I, we can't lift ourselves off the floor, brother. We are. This poor guy's crying, brother, trying to get dressed. And, and his dear wife, you know, she's got a blanket and a robe and 16 things wrapped around her. And she's telling this poor old brother, it's okay. And, and brother, I, there are times in my life that just amazed me at the hilarity of it. And that was one of them. So the guy looked at me and he said, brother, Tuck, you're preaching tomorrow. This was on our Saturday night. He says, I'm begging you, please, please don't bring this story up. And, and so anyway, the next, next morning, just for so we're, I'm sitting up there behind the, the pulpit with the pastor and, and you know, the dear brother came up and sang a special brother and prayed with everybody. One of the best saints in the world. And man, I was immature back then, but the pastor rolled over to me and he said, brother, will you tell the story about brother so-and-so last night? 
Oh, no. And I said, Pastor, I'd prefer not to. And he said, well, we really want you to. He's a dear friend. And so, brother, I get up there, and the, 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 the church is breaking a gut. But I look over at that poor 22-year-old girl <laughs> and that 79-year-old man. And, brother, they were as red as a brake light on a car. But, anyway, that was one of the hilarious things that happened. And I felt so bad about it. I apologize. He's still alive, still serving. Uh, that was 16 years ago. But uh, your turn, brother. Oh, my. Um, <clears throat> I've got several here. What, what, I'll get this one out of the way. This is All the right. most, embar most embarrassing thing that ever happened publicly. But it's repeatable. So <laughs> there's probably some, some embarrassment that happened, um, uh, that, that I wouldn't want to bring up, but, uh, you know, I've been preaching since 82. So that's what 40 years and I've got, but I was preaching a revival <clears throat> up in the, uh, Piedmont area of North Carolina, up in the, you know, China Groves, uh, uh, sure. through there, Salisbury, whatever those towns are there along the uh, interstate <clears throat> 40, I think. But anyway, um, I, you know, I didn't know at the time I was lactose intolerant. And whenever we would go to church, our family had gotten into custom of stopping at like, um, oh, McDonald's or just somewhere and getting milkshakes and smoothies yeah. and that kind of thing. And I wasn't a smoothie person. I liked ice cream. So <clears throat> as I was getting older, they, it was a, agreeing with me less and I could tolerate it less, but I didn't know it. And so I, I, they set me up to preach a revival. So I was on the way to preach one night at the revival at this church and uh, had the milkshake type of thing. And it was just gurgling in my stomach. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was just nervous. I thought I was a little bit sick, but um, I, I'm just trying to keep from having to run out and go to the bathroom. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a, uh, a window of time where there was a special. I said, okay, I'm run, I'm going out. Where's the bathroom? And we're in this old church. The only way to the bathroom <clears throat> is to go next to the platform. So I get up from the front pew where I'm sitting, waiting to preach, <laughs> walk in front of God and man, obviously to go to the bathroom, but it's so close to the preaching time. <laughs> I'm sure people were thinking, what's this guy doing? So <clears throat> I went out and, uh, took care of business and <laughs> on the way back in when i opened the door into the sanctuary it was quiet the, the special was over <laughs> and, and i'm thinking why aren't they leading another <laughs> number why can't the stupid song leader say this would be a time to say let's sing victory in jesus uh, yeah but it's deathly silent i walk in and i there's a side uh set of steps up to the platform which evidently are never used yeah. because the step wasn't attached. So when I stepped <laughs> on the step, it came off of the platform and I tripped onto my face, literally onto my face, onto the platform in front of everybody. And I went from embarrassed to humiliated to all shades of red, purple, green. It was horrible. And the worst thing was I had, to stand up behind the pulpit and attempt to, <laughs> attempt to preach the word of God. So what do you do with that? You just, you roll with it. Literally. I mean, you just, yeah, you gotta, you, yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> Brother, I could picture that. And, and whoever designed a church where you got to go behind the pulpit to use a bathroom, you know, there's a special place on my hate list for you guys. I just want to be up front with you. That's the stupidest thing. Hey, we love you folks. Listen, hang in there for a second. We're going to be right back. Brother, I hate to, I'm not trying to one-up you, but I got, I got this isn't, doesn't involve me other than I was at a church. So I was at a church some time ago and my dear friend, and he, he would be honored if I told this story. Matter of fact, he tells me to tell the story. Many of you know, Pastor Jim Earl is just a wonderful man. And, and, oh, uh, and Pastor, so brother, brother Earl's preached and he had one of those cordless mics and, and the guy in the booth didn't shut off his mic. And Brother oh, Earls no. ran to the restroom. Yeah, brother, you know the rest of the story. But he was he was thanking God for his regularity and stuff. And <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, I ran back. Anyway, let's move along. Here we are. We're in the 29th proverb. But I, I can understand what Kevin's saying. There's some times for preachers. I'm telling you, there's a nervousness that if you've never been a preacher that, you know, involves all those types of things. You know, am I going to? say something wrong. Am I going to do something wrong? Is my body not going to function right? But some of those things are the funniest things. When you look back at them, they weren't at the time. I promise you that. I promise if you were to ask Kevin, he'd say, Oh, I was petrified and I fall, fell upstairs and hit my face. And so on top of all that. Yeah. the, The kicker to that preacher is that the church burned down literally within weeks after that. And I promise I didn't have anything to do with it. I promise. Oh, wow. the, the only two, the two things survived. One is the preacher's Bible was untouched. Mm. Um, and my wife had left her guitar there and her guitar, uh, the, the case was all burnt, but the, the guitar was fine, but the church burned to the ground. So mm. anyway, I never had to face that humiliating scene again anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> tough. Anyway, here we are in, in uh, the 29th proverb verse number seven said the church burned down, but they probably did the bathroom on the right side, but when they <laughs> rebuilt it, but here they we did. go. Yeah. The verse says in chapter seven and chapter 29, verse number seven, the righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know that. And, um, uh, I was thinking, you know, as I went through that, thinking again, we talked about being righteous, being that righteous person, being tuned into God, letting God do good things through us, allowing God to control us. Uh, But it says somebody whose heart, Kevin, in the way you mentioned being righteous, how God does that for us, someone whose heart is right, when they see the poor, uh, they get it. You know what I'm saying? They want to help. They, you know, there's more to saying, Hey, you're just poor, you know, go get a job. Uh, you hurt, you want to help them financially. You want to help them in life. But when a wicked person sees them, they don't understand any of the concerns they have. It's just like, Hey, this is your fault. I'm so glad, you know, Kevin, when I was looking at this verse just a second ago, as I was reading it, it hit me. I am so glad that God doesn't look at me and, and give up on me. And uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad that we get tuned in 
that we zero in because of the Holy Spirit of God being in us, and we can see people who are hurting and in pain, and we want to help them. I mean, what are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, you know, um, in addition, I'm, I'm thinking about if you look up the word righteousness, it has to do with um, you know, moral righteousness, but it also has to do with being right. In other words, being correct. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times, especially we as men, the male kind, um, it matters a lot to us that we're right. We want to do things right and we want to be right. And if someone uh, doesn't think we're right, we can get kind of, you know, a little defensive about it because, if you're right, you're right. That's you know, just kind of the way we look at it. But, you know, I'm thinking about this verse and it re- God really brings rightness or righteousness I- into the right perspective when he says the righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know it. So uh, considering the cause of the poor, having a heart for those less fortunate, that's the only rightness that matters. It does, you know, what the old saying, people don't care how much, you know, they, they want to know that how much you care. And so if we are concerned, I had a, had a conversation with someone recently who has got a, feels like they have a calling to, um, the, as, as, uh, it was put, uh, th- those that are, I think there's a word in the Bible, but it's, it's those that are less fortunate, the least of these, yeah. they feel called to find the least of these. So, and, and, and specifically this person's hearing impaired and almost deaf. And so their burden is to find people that are locked in a silent prison and release them and give them freedom, which is kind of what we're talking about. So the idea of righteousness, meaning nothing, unless it extends, you know, what did John say? He said, if you, uh, if you don't love your brother, don't tell me that you love God. James said, um, you're, you don't have any religion at all. Don't tell me you're right with God. If you don't care for someone that doesn't have what you have, if you've got two coats and you're not willing to give one of them to someone else. And so, you know, just going practical here, God really spoke to me about that because I was being jaded in my mind about, you know, the guys standing on the corner with a cardboard, they're all over the place. And, you know, in in the cities, there's, there's a lot of people that are, that are saying I'm poor. And so I was being overly dismissive. God said, err on the side of consideration of the poor. You know, if you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. So, you know, I just came up with some ideas and one of them is, um, I try to keep two, two um, hoodies on hand when it's cold and I keep one of them in the car so that I can give it to someone at the corner if they look like they're cold. And that kind of thing to me has really changed my heart about being right. You know, I've become less defensive and more tenderhearted um, toward people. And you realize, you know what, it doesn't matter if I win the argument because, um, well, I'm winning the argument. There's someone dying and dying and going to hell. Really, there's someone dying without God. There's someone dying without someone that loves them and without someone that cares for them. And uh, you know, I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna hang all that stuff about you know coming out on on top of the argument. I'm gonna 
try to look for this opportunity to show God's righteousness to someone else. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, and that's a good thing. And it, it reminded me, brother, as you were talking over in Matthew 25, I looked it up real quick because I, I know the verse, but I didn't remember it well. 2540, and the king shall answer and say unto them, verily I say unto you, insomuch ye have done it unto one of the least of these brethren, ye have done it unto me. And, and folks, I'm telling you, there's a godliness and a righteousness. There's, there's something that happens when we get out of judgment mode and we go into help mode. And are people going to take advantage of us? Yeah. And sometimes are we going to get it wrong? I mean, a couple of years ago, I always give people $20 at Christmas time who say they're broke, they need money or whatever. I, I always got a $20 bill in my pocket that I give people. And Debbie and I were going into Belk and we're, we're starting that season. We're going to have a real holiday season this year. We're going to not be in churches. We're going to have a real holiday season. And, uh, but one of the things that hit me is a couple of years ago, I gave guy 20 bucks. And, uh, as Debbie and I were leaving the store a couple hours later, you know, he was out there working money, the sign, you know, I'm this, I'm that I'm poor, I'm stubborn. And then we watched the guy get in an almost brand new Cadillac. I mean, we watched it. And, uh, but you know, I told Debbie, I said, you know what? We don't know, you know? And, and so for me, I'm going to continue to do it. Um, because in so much as you have done it onto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. And, and, you know, God's the judge. God knows what's going on. And, and again, this year, I'm sure somebody will get 20 bucks out of me that doesn't deserve it. And there'll be a couple people, you know, I usually give out about 60 bucks. I mean, I'm not a full entrepreneur. I'm not a, I'm not a rich man. Uh, you know, but I do know this. I do know that God has something special in mind for those of us who fall under the blood of Jesus Christ. And he gives us a different spirit. And what Kevin said is I'm carrying an extra hoodie. I can't tell you how many people have given me hoodies. I, I really don't like hoodies that don't zip. I'm kind of feel confined. So I like a, I like a jacket that zips, you know, I don't mind yeah. a sweatshirt feeling hoodie, a fleece one, a nice warm one. But man, I'll tell you when we, when we're thinking of helping somebody, uh, when we go out, that's what that righteousness is that God gives us. There it is right there, folks. We can take that and put it together. Hey, just a couple of reminders. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you like this podcast uh, broadcast, if you do it by way of podcast, go out there and give us five stars. If you don't like us, just stop listening. But don't hurt us. Don't give us small. Because we want to continue to help people and people listen to us. Another thing we want to say to you, as we counted our blessings from 2022, and there's been changes and hard stuff that go on in all of our lives, but you guys have been right there with us. And uh, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you. I want to thank you to those who gave last year, who, who, who give to this ministry, who give to us, who support us, who pray for us. You guys have made a difference in our life. And I just wanted to say that. If you need to get a hold of me, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Helpful Wounded Spirits. We told you how to find Kevin on Facebook, K-E-V-I-N-R-A-U-B. We sure do love you. May God bless you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.